It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, we kick off our 2023 training camp positional previews with, of course, the most important position perhaps in all sports, quarterback. All that and more on this Friday edition of Locked On Eagles. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Welcome in Eagles fans to a Friday edition of the show. I'm Louis DiBiase, as always, joined by my co-host, Gino Camilleri. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Shout out to the everydayers Monday through Friday for making us a part of your day. Back to daily now with training camp less than two weeks away. Not next week, but the Tuesday after that, players will report to Novacare Complex and start practicing. So, Gino, we're going to start our positional previews. And, of course, I mean, what do you start with more than the quarterback position today? Talking Jalen Hurts, Marcus Mariota, Tanner McKee, Ian Book. I would say, Gino, right now, I don't know if you agree with this, but I have the least amount of questions at this position in Philadelphia when it comes to, like, the starter, long-term, short-term, the backup, even the third stringers. Since I don't know. I mean, it's maybe 2019 with Wentz, but even then there were questions coming off the back injury. It's been a really long time since I feel like it's been this maybe peaceful is the right word at this position. 2017 prior to going into that sure, year, I yeah. thought was perfect, right? You have Carson Wentz, you bring in a Nick Foles, who's an established player at that yeah. point in time. And he comes back after almost quitting football. You know that he's in the right headspace to be the number two. And you have yes. Nate Sudfeld there, who's the young guy. He was around, the team took a chance on him. And he's still a backup in this league. And you look at it right now, Lou, I don't know if they have that Nate Sudfeld type of guy, in Ian Book and Tanner McKee. But right now, I look at Marcus Mariota even being a better compliment to Jalen Hurts than what Nick Foles was to Wentz. Because when sure. you look at how they stylistically. had to adjust stylistically, because yeah. how, how they had to adjust that game plan down the road, they had to scrap everything Doug Peterson had in place that worked for Carson. And they said, we have to go back to what he did with Chip, and we have to make that work. Yeah. And that's why we were always saying with Gardner Minshew, when Jalen goes down like they did last year in that one moment in that Saints game where they try to do a little read and Gardner tries to get out of there and you're saying, no, that's not his game. He has to sit in the pocket mm-hmm. and throw. That's not what he does. That's Jalen. But you look at Marcus Mariota, I mean, quack, quack. That's what he's done his entire career. He's always been a better runner than he has been thrower. And talk about a guy who knows his place in the National Football League. The talk of quarterback is very in vogue with that show coming out on Netflix and Marcus knows his place right now. I I think he understands that. And I think he's at that point where Nick was in his career coming into 17, where Atlanta was almost that last stop, right? If it's not going to work starter, right? it might not work anywhere as a starter. But let's go somewhere that if things do go awry, I know my body of work and the way I play will go seemingly into keeping them afloat. And that's what the Eagles want. 
they don't just want to keep them afloat. They want you to potentially win two to three games a year or a and maybe even come up in a Super Bowl victory, right? Yeah, no, they take it seriously more than any team. And I, I think you made a good point that the 2017 Super Bowl year was the last time they had this much peace at quarterback. Not to say there's been these quarterback battles every single year, but, um, Gino, there's been question marks. And this is the first time, so that was the last time there was any sort of like I would say total clear vision of what the quarterback room was going to be like 100%. But at the Mm. same time, even in 2017, there were more questions than this year because Carson Wentz was coming off a rookie year that it started on fire with that three and O start. Right. But then it tailored off at the end, you know, Wentz definitely ended the year on a bright spot with that giants win and the game against Washington as well. And that final finale against Dallas, but rookie Carson Wentz, there were some ups and downs too. So you expected him to take a jump with Alshon Jeffrey coming in and Torrey Smith and, you know, all these new weapons and, you know, additions on the defensive side of the football. You just thought it was a matter of time before he does blow up. And of course he did, but he didn't have like Jalen Hurts is coming into this year already with that season under his belt. And the difference is this would, that would be like Wentz coming into the 2018 season. But remember, Gino, in the 2018 offseason, Nick Foles had just won the Super Bowl. So there's those distractions. There's that storyline. And Wentz is recovering from those injuries, despite his MVP campaign. So Jalen Hurts is coming off that MVP-like season. He's got no injuries. There isn't that backup quarterback story. So, I mean, it's great, honestly, that there's pretty much not a whole lot to talk about at this spot. I mean, I think that's music to my ears. When you talk about continuity, especially at quarterback, I think that's one of those things that goes under the radar. And look at a guy like Brian Hoyer, for example. In New England, how many times has that guy been on and off the team, but they keep trusting him to come into that building and he has multiple Super Bowl rings for that team because he knows what that role is and what it entails and understanding that one, the organization has to realize that backup quarterback arguably might be the top position and two, realizing that that quarterback has to understand his place in the National Football League because you're right, Lou. I think this discussion can go many different ways. Yeah, we've seen continuity. Michael Vick in back-to-back years comes in after Nick Foles is replaced, and then he gets off to a hot start. But there never was really that much depth and that much of a plan post-Donovan McNabb. When does this organization seem that much, I would say, how much they gel? in terms of what they want in that quarterback room, right? Because you go back to 2016, you have Sam Bradford, Chase Daniel, Carson Wentz, and you're looking at this group and saying, what is this? Like, what are we doing? Right. I mean, Bradford just had the contract extension. Then he, people forget, he requested a trade Mm -hmm. when they traded up for Carson Wentz. And then they trade him last second. Chase Daniel's upset that, you know, he didn't really get an opportunity to Mm -hmm. win the starting job against Cleveland week one right after that. So yeah, I would say, and not that again, like, 2018 there was a battle or drama between Wentz versus Foles or in Mm -hmm. 2019 there wasn't much even 2020 with the Jalen Hurts pick we knew Wentz was still the guy but there were storylines Gino at quarterback there were distractions there were also question marks with what they were doing with this room with what was going on with the starter with the backups as well Um, pretty much every year that's happened for a long time and this is the first year I'm like as you mentioned the backup makes perfect sense for the starter he knows that he's the backup there really are no no question marks. The starters not coming off a big injury off of a big year. And there aren't many questions about potentially like signs of Jalen regressing right now. And mm-hmm. that's the big thing, man, is 
because last year, too, the steps Jalen Hurts took, it wasn't just like, we all knew about his physical abilities, but to see what he did in the pocket, right? I mean, number one in so many statistical categories, throwing the football with his progressions, his footwork, the mechanics, the accuracy was absolutely incredible. Normally, that kind of stuff doesn't just disappear the next year. Unless you're unless, unless it's a confidence thing. Unless there's a mm-hmm. confidence thing. And I don't really doubt that with Jalen right now. I don't think that's suddenly going to go out the window. Normally, it's the if there's a regression a lot of the times, it has to do with work ethic. It has to do with confidence. Or physical abilities get limited due to things like injuries. And with Wentz, I think it was a combination of all of those things. And you know, the team itself with the Eagles right now with the team, with everything I just mentioned, I don't see how Jalen's going to regress or why I would really have any camp questions for him right now. I think this is a pretty peaceful summer for QB one. And it's just him making sure he takes command of this football team and holding them to the standard that he talks about all the time. So interesting where we've come from in this last year on this discussion, right? We talked about the. Well, I was going to say, compared to last year, you know, all I had were questions about right, exactly. Jalen in this, in this position. It's a quite an interesting topic to where that quote prior to that year was we're going to hand him the keys and he has to go drive the car. And now the yeah. discussion is. This guy is the car. How do we make that car that? But it was kind of like a like a, st- a student driving car where like the passenger seat. We also have a brake. <laughs> we have you a brake. I mean? Yeah, Nick Sirianni has a brake on the other side. Him and how yeah. we have one right. Whereas this box, year, it's right? like all right, you passed the. Here's your license now, and, and that's that's what this year is. Not just that, he he is the car, right? Like he needs his four tires. He needs his running back, his tight end, his wide receivers. He needs the offensive line, that engine to keep it running. And the question marks are, where is the crack in the foundation? I don't think it's with your quarterback. It it simply, to me right now, is on that Josh Allen type of trajectory to even when the bad plays do come, the great plays supersede them 10 times over. But unlike Josh, I just don't even think there's many that, there's not that many bad plays. Um, There's not. And that's the one thing. It's it's pretty clean right now. And so, yeah, I'm excited. And I think this is going to be a kind of camp where you hear a lot of reporters just say Jalen just looks like he's got great it all day. figured out. Yep. Yeah. 10 for I 10 think, day, like, Elliot Shore another, Parks. Another Jalen Hurts yep. kind of day. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's what you're going to get this year in camp. I don't think you're suddenly going to be like another weird, shaky day for Jalen. Not sure what's going on. I, I just I, I can't foresee that happening. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I mean, we've talked about it so much on the show over the last year, just how far we've come. But, you know, I was just looking at some numbers and I tweeted this out i think you saw it from 2021 just kind of like reminiscing about how the hell that team made the playoffs after going two and five they win seven of nine and because i was looking at jalen's passing numbers from 2022 compared to the year before mm-hmm. and like to to have no questions like we have right now about qb1 when two years ago i mean listen to this so they made the playoffs in 15 games jalen hurts had under 3,200 passing yards and under 20 passing touchdowns in just 15, 15 starts. Other quarterbacks to throw that little in 15 starts and still make the playoffs in the last decade, one player. It was Tyrod Taylor in 2017 with the Bills. In the last 15 years, there's only three other quarterbacks that did that. Christian Ponder in 2012, Alex Smith in 2011, and Joe Flacco in 2008. Like To go from that to where we are now is just, it's a really special story that I think you just got to keep talking about. We all had our doubts about him. And now I'm saying go in with as much confidence as Jalen Hurts is going to go in with this season, because I go back to that Super Bowl, and I'm sitting on my couch. And like many of us, you're saying, how is this 24 year old kid keeping his composure right now? 
I don't know, Lou, but you go back to that confidence. He's got it all. He's got the swagger. He understands that he is Philadelphia. What bigger athlete in Philly right now? You talk about the state of the Phillies. You talk about the Sixers. You don't know the direction. Now you have a new coach. The Flyers are what they are. Jalen Hurts is Philly. Many guys. Donovan McNabb, my favorite player ever. The guy right over my shoulder here. Crumbled under pressure multiple times in Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts is yet to do that. I'm going into this season and saying, let's keep that roller coaster type feel running. Because last year, I don't think there's a break. There's not a gap. There's not that Super Bowl victory, then a Super Bowl hangover. There's not that bad season going into a rebuilding year. This is good going to great. How do we capitalize off of what we had last year and figure it out to win that Super Bowl? Because we were just one step away because why? Our quarterback is one of the top two guys in the league, and he might not be number two right now. For sure. Gino, let's talk about QB2, though, coming up next. Marcus Mariota and his value to this team in 2023. I think on the field and off the field, it just makes so much sense to have this guy as a backup, and not just because of the 2015 fun where we talk about Mariota trade, the trade up for Marcus that never happened. Just makes a lot of sense. So we'll get into that coming up next right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. And guys, today's show is sponsored by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Lockdown Fantasy Football host Vinny Lyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week. All season long, whether you're prepping for a draft like I am in just a few weeks here, got my big draft coming up, or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Pick of the Week. And Gino, for this week, it's Los Angeles Chargers running back Austin Eckler, who this offseason he was upset, and I think rightfully so. Well, I mean, not rightfully so for the running back position, but considering his production, he wanted more money, really wasn't able to get it from other teams. The Chargers gave him a nice raise, so he's coming back and, you know, talk about a target monster for fantasy football. Volume, explosiveness, versatility through the air, and on the ground. The Chargers have some really good weapons, but Justin Herbert, since he came into the league, Austin Eckler has been his go-to guy that he trusts, and so when you when you comes down to like picking one of those top running backs in the top five with a lot of question marks. I think Eckler is one of the safest. You talk about confidence. You talk about willingness. You talk about versatility and production. Austin Eckler provides you all of that. He had a great quote today that said that it's going to make me upset that there's a lot of backup wide receivers in this league making more money than me. You talk about a chip on his shoulder, yeah. wanting to go and show out for the rest of the league. Austin Eckler's that guy. I love those Chargers. Austin Eckler, I might grab one of those blue jerseys just to ride with yeah. him in fantasy this year. And, you know, you don't just get the yardage and the receptions and the production that way. No running back has scored more in the last two years than Austin nope. Eckler. 38 touchdowns since 2021. So Austin Eckler is our eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy pick of the week. Vinny Lyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football. He's going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle with eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, tail lamps, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it. eBay Motors has it and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So 
go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up. Because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with eBay Guaranteed Fit. Everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. All right, Eagles fans, we're continuing on this Friday edition of Locked on Eagles. Thanks so much for tuning in today's show. We are kicking off our training camp positional previews, 2023 style, of course, with the quarterback position. And, you know, this is definitely the position, Gino, I think of all the episodes that we're going to be covering these spots on both sides of the ball where we have the least amount of questions. I mean, we talked about that being a main reason is Jalen Hurts. Your QB1 is a franchise quarterback that maybe, I mean, outside of Patrick Mahomes, you could make the argument it's the best in football. There's some other guys up there too, but he is a top-tier player that, I mean, last year was better than Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl, and he was not the reason that they lost that championship game. But I think another reason there's not a lot of questions is their backup. In the last two years, like, we've we believed in Gardner Minshew for, you know, a certain degree. Like, we were confident in him, but I don't think it was as, like, we were confident. It was it was peaceful, right? There was no, like, Hurts versus Minshew drama. Um, we knew Minshew was, like, a pretty solid backup. Like, you could do a whole lot worse. But at the same time, I did not nearly have the confidence in Minshew from a scheme fit and also just an overall talent perspective for him to win multiple games. Like if he had to take over in the playoffs last year, I I just don't think he has a Nick Foles type of run in him. Whereas Marcus Mariota, I had a lot more confidence that he could actually pull something like that off. And a lot of it has to do with the legs and the fit in this offense. He just seems to make a lot of sense in terms of all aspects, not just on the field, but off the field too. How, how great is it going to be yeah. having a veteran like Marcus? We both have touched on this over the last few shows. I mean, just talk about like how much he makes sense character-wise for this culture and considering who Hurts is. I mean, they're going to, I think, get along great. Without a doubt. And he knows his, his place right now. And Marcus has always been an upstanding guy going back to his days at Oregon. And you see it in the documentary on Netflix on quarterback as well. He knows that this league is a business and he made a decision last year that came down to be a business decision. And what is his best active business going forward? It's fitting in, in Philadelphia, in my opinion, because who else right now would he suit better in terms of, Being behind Jalen Hurts when it comes to his play style, he's 24 years old. Take on a mentorship role to that guy. You're going to be in an offensive room that put up one of the better offenses in the league last year, and you're going to get a fresh start in Philadelphia that has been a place that has kind of rejuvenated guys' career. Minshew goes out. He could potentially be the guy starting in Indianapolis for a little bit right now, and Look at Nick Foles after Philadelphia. He was given multiple chances. Well, Marcus. he got a bag from it. Yeah, yeah, he got a bag. Marcus, if you want one more chance, I, I think this is a great spot for him. And I think just how he's going to be able to challenge Jalen Hurts when it comes to how they play, because it's very similar. But maybe Marcus looks at a, a certain play a little bit different than Jalen Hurts does. Maybe his run style, of course, is a little bit different. He's not as big and bulky as Jalen Hurts is. Maybe he adapted his play a different way throughout his career that Jalen could pick up on. And yeah, Gardner was great, but I thought the best part about bringing in Josh McCown and Nick Foles, even though McCown was a little bit older, was those guys were established quarterbacks that knew what it took day in and day out 
to be a professional. Not that I'm saying Jalen doesn't know that already. It's just great to have that guy next to him because if there's a day where, let's say, hey, Jalen's feeling a little down, but Marcus is in the building, why ain't Jalen here? Like, oh, that would bring questions. So you're going to be challenged by that guy who knows what it takes to be a pro day in and day out. And I think that's such an awesome relationship that those two guys are going to form in Philadelphia. No, I I totally agree. I I think there's going to be a point this year where you say you see both of them on the field. Game one, game one. You have to, you have to. And I think it could actually work. I mean, when was the, Mm -hmm. has there ever been a time? I remember the Eagles actually did it once in 2009 when Michael Vick first came in Mm -hmm. and he was the third string behind Kevin Cobb, but they would do those wildcat packages that never really worked. But one time it almost did work was they did. It wasn't a read option play with the two, but they did like a receiver reverse with Vick in motion. McNabb rolls to his right. He throws it to Vick who actually escapes and then finds a Vaughn wide open in the end zone. He drops the ball. It was a Sunday night against the New York giants. I'm telling you, man, I think that's a new wrinkle. This offense, if they want to get creative, if you like, we've mentioned on the show before, you line up Mariota at running back next to Jalen, you do some read option, then talk about optionality. Like a defense has to read. This guy can true, one of both of these guys can run it or pass the football. So we have to consider two players now with both options, which is something interesting to explore. I think in training camp, they're going to, they're going to dabble a little bit. People might not see too fondly to that because they always say, oh, we don't want to take it out of our best players' hands. But there's been, yeah, two- and like it's a gimmick almost. Yeah, there's been two movements in football that have slowly been catching on. One we've seen a lot more than the other is that hook and ladder type of play where yeah. you get it, the wide receiver catches it, throws to the guy underneath a lot like rugby. I read a few articles on this that getting two guys on the field that can throw at the same time quite yeah. literally is that next. It doesn't evolution. mean they both have to be literal quarterbacks. Exactly. That, you know, but you know, I will say like the, the gimmick would be like in 2020 when they did it with Wentz and Hurts and Wentz is lying. Bringing Sebo like, to try and do that. that yes. Yeah. Those were total. Yeah. With the New York mm-hmm. Jets, right? Those mm-hmm. were total gimmicks, but this one, I don't, I think it could actually be, I'm being serious. Like I think this could actually be effective. Oh, at I times. agree. Like in I the agree. red zone, super interesting. Yeah. You're going to have to deal with either of those guys having the decision that one, they could take the ball and run like, say you line them up and neither guy is directly behind the center, right? Right, and, and then, like, how do you, you have to, like, you're in a mindset, you got to watch both players. Yep, then now a linebacker, you, you got to account for both of these guys. What if you call Quez in motion and suddenly, <laughs> exactly. like, is the ball going there? Like, I'm telling you, man, that's good. that could be interesting. Yeah, watch quarterback because the Chiefs did a play like that. They called it uh, Arctic Circle of Death, that snow globe I play. I remember that one, yeah. And... They gave it to Jarek McKinnon right away, mm-hmm. who then threw it back to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. That might be something. You include Marcus, you include Jalen. The Eagles have done this before, man. 2017, yeah. the biggest play in the history it of the It might franchise. be something because of that. That's what I'm, I was just thinking of the yeah. Philly special. This might be something on the down low, though, you don't hear about at all, maybe in until the summer. The and then you don't see it until like a big moment next mm-hmm. year. Agreed. Yeah, I could see that. I think that I would be a that. great thing to look at. Yeah. But overall, I mean, based on his production last year on the ground mm-hmm. with Mariota, his leadership, his just overall personality. I think he fits in perfectly. I think this is the best quarter backup quarterback, the most dangerous one the Eagles have had since Nick Foles, for sure. Before we finish up today's edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, we have a message from our friends over at Bird Dogs. I'm not even going to start this by reading anything. I'm just going to show them off for all our friends on YouTube. Check them out. <laughs> nice and breathable. 
as you can see, uh, I'm not very versatile here on the chair, but bird dogs, I'm telling you, these things are the real deal. I lift weights in them every single day. You want to get a nice leg day. You want to be able to get your suntan on. Even my fiance wears them sometimes. I get so mad when I see her wearing them, but they have their built-in liner. They have anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that cools and dries you all day long. If you don't want to worry about carrying another pair of underwear in your luggage across the world pack these bird dogs because it's two in one you get all in one and how do you get them today you go to birddogs.com slash locked on nfl enter the promo code locked on nfl for a free yeti style tumbler for all those on youtube you can see right here and with your order they will throw that in go to birddogs.com slash locked on nfl and make sure you get your bird dogs for the summer you're not going to regret it all in one anti-stink moisture wicking technology they're fit they have a nice look to them they're light and at the same time you're gonna look good so thank you for our friends over at bird dogs for sponsoring this episode is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Gino, when it comes to the quarterbacks behind Hurts and Mariota. It gets interesting because, of course, they drafted Tanner McKee on day three of this year, the Stanford kid. Um, mm-hmm. What, 6'5, six, 6'6 six, six right now? I mean, giant arm. The thing is, he's not mobile at all. So he's the complete opposite player of what Hurts and Mariota are. But I can see why Howie Roseman selected him. He's got some traits that. Maybe they want him to be there. You mentioned Nate Sudfeld earlier. Maybe they want them him to be that you know QB3, that Nate Sudfeld type of player. They have Ian Book as well in here. They're definitely going to battle it out this summer. I think McKee definitely has the upper hand in that battle. But there's a third factor or a third competitor in that fight, Gino, and it's just the fact that they it's not keeping a third quarterback at all. And on this roster with some tough decisions – I don't know if either one, as much as McKee is interesting with that arm strength, I don't know if either one's going to be worth keeping a spot, especially I think Hurts and Mariota, that's pretty reliable throughout the year. We'll see how they attack this third quarterback rule. Yeah. I, I mean, think McKee's incredible. You can't say anything like I last year I wanted. We both wanted Carson Strong to be the third trust, guy. He was just so me. egregious. He couldn't even get a snap in the preseason. I would believe that they have to keep three if they want to go ahead and use this rule, right? Like, is it going to sure. count as another roster spot? Are you going to have to – because they say you can draft this of that. guy. Yeah. But at the same time, has he got to be part of the 53? Because then that, it's a completely yeah. different discussion that we have to talk about. I don't think either of these guys are worthy of keeping a 53-man roster, roster spot. Excuse me. But in the National Football League, you've seen that you have to have... Uh, Gino, I have it. The, the new rule, the third quarterback, has to be on the 53-man roster. Well, there you go. So are, are you going to waste the roster spot on either of those two guys? I don't know. Tanner McKee's probably not saving that. And that's the 49ers logic that I always find hilarious. Like, is that level of player saving them in the NFC title? No. 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 And he'll be on the practice squad, but... Just like I would say linebacker and maybe even safety, do you take a look at the waiver wire and see maybe 
a quarterback that might be better suited when how he plays to be your third guy than a Tanner McKee. I see why they took on Ian Book more of a runner. He's not really much of a passer at all. He's strictly a runner. Well, can you get a guy in here that maybe would present a bigger upside? Would you be willing to, let's say, if one of those teams that sign an undrafted guy put their guy in the practice squad, would you be willing to sign him to your 53 to get that guy? And that's an avenue that you have to explore. But right now, does that value of keeping that third guy overtake the benefit of potentially keeping one of those young corners, potentially keeping maybe, like, do they go – five running backs and only two tight ends or even a a younger offensive lineman. Do you want to protect those guys into that 53 man period to the, when you can then go and place them on the practice squad and kind of protect them a little bit more? We'll see. But I I don't think at this current point in time, Lou, with what you have in Jalen and Marcus and what Ian and Tanner are that they would fit in on this 53 man roster as a person I'd be saying, yeah, I could see them going in and taking one game and going, right. no, absolutely not. Yeah, I think quarterback, again, it's going to be the most fun position to watch for the Eagles all of next year in the regular season. In the summer, though, I think we're going to be chilling at this spot, and I think mm. that's really nice because, as I mentioned at the start of the show, it's been a long time since there's been no you know injury questions, backup questions, any sort of battle in long-term standing. Um, and so this year, it's like it all makes, I think, perfect sense what's going on at this position. All right, Eagles fans, that's going to do it for today's edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, a Friday edition of the show, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. As always, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Next week, positional previews Monday through Friday as training camp starts the following Tuesday. Follow us on Twitter as well at LockdownBirds, at GC24 underscore football, and at DiBiase LOE. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. And let's go, Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.